0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions podcast.
0: Your Detroit Lions
1: and Reddit connection. And now, two guys who are up to their ears in kneecaps Chris and the Riz. Hey, howdy, ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 519. The Detroit Lions to the title, onto the title. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am the dashingest of dashing host, Chris, and with me is my lovely co-host of the sexiest kind, very, very dashing, Jeff, the Riz Rizden. How are you doing, brother?
0: So glad to have you. It's playoff season, and the Lions are I still playing. I can't believe we're still covering a team that's still playing. The Lions play a game, I- bitch. <laughs> wow. This is wow. it. Wow. Wow. This is awesome. It's, All right. Uh... It's fun. We've
1: got a cap on our time today, but don't worry; it's still a big one. Uh, ran a little bit late in getting started, thanks to um, Frontier Internet, but they—they've got me, <laughs> brother, two gigabits, two gigabits up and down. Oh,
0: wow!
1: I'm I'm pumping the pipe, laying the pipe. I got the pipe. Uh, we got a big show for you today. Uh, we're gonna talk about. We do warm ups like we do as people like to gather and start together as we get moving. Uh, we're also gonna do a Bucks game review because who doesn't want to talk about playoff wins? At home, in Detroit, what a great place to do it. Perceptions of the team and how the and the coaches and how they have changed in the last three years. We're also going to talk a little bit about coaching turnover. What we know there, a lot of people have nerves. Maybe rightfully so, maybe not. We'll talk about it. We'll dig in. Take a midweek look at injuries ahead of the biggest game before the biggest game. And we're going to look ahead to the San Francisco 49ers. That's the game of which we speak. We've got that going on and a whole lot more Riz. Are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah, let's do
0: it. Let's kick this off and break it down. More power! Yeah. I should have done that in uh, my Max Cavalera voice since I found yeah. out um, and explored that he is a huge Lions fan, or you soul fly and some of out there. Is he now? Well, well,
1: well, Max Cavalier, I see you. (laughs) Bandwagon's big enough for anyone. All right, let's get to this. Uh, Donkey Kong, the biggest attractor of the Detroit Lions in the regime ever, comes in with... We're going to the freaking NFC Championship game. (laughs) Uh, We'll get the chat up there for some reason. It's not popping on, but I'll get it fixed up here in a second. Um, Yeah, Donkey Kong, love it. He's a guy that wants the best for the team, and he only will settle for the best. And his whole... Personality has changed in about the last three weeks or so. Good for him, man. Good for him. It um, is good. Lions fans celebrate. It's a good time. Um, let's get into it. Oh, please like and subscribe. You like it when you do that, it helps us out. All right. Uh, let's get into it. Warm ups. First one we need a bigger boat, Riz. It's not sharks. It's
0: not Jaws. We didn't you say that. All I ships. can think of is, is the speech about the, the USS Indianapolis from Jaws, which is one of the greatest movie scenes ever.
1: <laughs> That's not a, the, the boat of which we speak, the boat we speak of, or that I am speaking of is a airborne boat. The flight to the wonderful world of San Francisco. San Francisco. They had to get a bigger plane because so many people are going. It is right now. I saw thanks to Justin Rogers, the only follow you need on Twitter, other than DET Lions podcast and Jeff Risen, Um, The Lions fans are expected now to make up 22% of the crowd. That is up 4% from where it was just a day ago, according to Vivid Seats. So good looking out there, Mr. Rogers and your neighborhood. But uh, good looking out. And uh, that's really good information, man. A fifth. Of the people there, at least are going to be Detroit Lions fans. That is sexy time.
0: That's impressive because, uh, as we talked about last week, I think we talked about it last week. It might have been I don't know. I have done so much freaking media in the last ten days. <laughs> I can't even keep. I can't. I can barely keep my eyes open. Uh, Ford Field was ninety eight point two percent Lions fans against the Buccaneers. Holy cow! That's insane. Like, normally, road teams expect to make between 12 and 15% of the game. Now, that's obviously – it varies from stadium to stadium. Like, you go to Los Angeles, you go to SoFi, and it's often 50%. You go to Green Bay, and it's, like, 95% traditionally. Eagles fans pack their stadium. Chiefs fans pack their stadium. The Lions, they sell out, but they've always had, like, a fair contingency. And people who go to the games know that it's usually um, probably one in six people are – Fans of the opposing team, ah, something like that. He get yeah. that in Detroit, <laughs> and the Lions, the Lions, selling out Ford Field for a watch party, spectacular. Yeah, yeah. we we have reached a fever pitch, Chris.
1: It's it's it's, awesome. inc- it's incredible. It's incredible. This is this is pure Lions. And uh, pure Detroit. I know there's a pure machine in there somewhere, but no, this is, this is fantastic. Um, can't get the chat to pull in guys. Sorry. It's uh we had a different way to start things. We'll, we'll, we'll call you out. Talk Sorry. about what you got yeah. for you. And, it's um, okay. I can't read it anyways. <laughs> We got Jeff Gibson. I still can't feel, get rid of this feeling. I'm living in another dimension while watching the Lions right now. It's surreal. Absolutely. It's, it was something I, I, I chatted a little bit about on the post-game show, and uh, I mentioned the book, Angela Duckworth, Grit. It is a fantastic read if you want to find out what things are about. Peter Drucker said, uh, I had a quote on this as well, um, culture eats strategy for breakfast, and all you have to do is point at the Philadelphia Eagles and look at the talent on that team that team hasn't won since like december 5th and i would say individually they are more talented than the detroit lions it it, it just it just is but as a team so far nobody outwits and outdoes the detroit lions it's that grit mentality it is the uh the concept of uh the culture who they are beats strategy Every single time. And that's where this Detroit Lions team is right now. This is where the Detroit Lions team is. And uh, anything can happen. People can look at the paper. You can look up the matchups on paper. You can PFF things to death. And we'll talk about it. San Fran is number one. Offense, defense, number one overall on PFF. The toughest match. Yeah.
0: They're really good.
1: Culture can do it, though. The Lions. The Lions have an equal chance to win this or not. Based on their culture they it's it's what they do, and we'll talk about we'll get into that, but very interesting, Detroit Lions fans get out there, go do that, get it, get in there, and be loud and proud and have fun. Sam Fran doesn't usually get into their games that much. it's a kind of a California thing. they're not as as rowdy. Um, they're not bad, I won't say, but they're not Ford Field and they're not Detroit Lions fans, and a takeover is is possible. A takeover is possible, or at least you can even it out. Um, silence on on Lions offense and louder than hell on defense, as much noise as you can make. They're not used to doing a silent count at home. (laughs) So there you go. You need a bigger boat. You need a bigger boat. And that's for the flights to San Fran. And that's for the bandwagon of fans that are hopping on. Because if you looked at the picture of the U.S. and the colors, like the whole U.S. is blue. They talk about America's team before. The United States is Lions blue. Everybody... Even yes. the Philly people I work with are on the Lions bandwagon. And I don't think it's just because they don't want to hear me berating them and making fun of them and belittling them. <laughs> but I will. <laughs> but that's that's I there. It's just love for the team. They know that the team has earned it. And and I'll, I'll tell you, Mrs. DLP was at. she straightened someone out at Publix. She went shopping. And the 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 bagger because we still have baggers here. Uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you guys deserve it. It's you know, yeah." We he was talking about he's a he's a Steelers fan. We had our run, you know. You guys deserve it. She goes, "We don't deserve it. We earned it. This team earned this. They went out and put in the work. They earned." She like okay. it, and like <laughs> the lady. The next can the next thing over. <laughs> she hears her. She talks to the cashier. Do you know who they're talking about? No. Well, I'm rooting for her team, whoever it is. <laughs>
0: Yes, <laughs> <This is>
1: hilarious. <laughs> no, Mrs. Around. DLP
0: is not, not prone to those sorts of outbursts well,
1: either. So. No, no, she's a sweet, sweet girl. She's but fired up, yeah, Man. fired up. Um, Frosty cakes, thank you <laughs> for the super chat. Appreciate that very, very much. I would That's love to crazy. put this on the thing. I, we just, like I said, I, we fired this from a cannon to get started. Uh, we're playing with House Money this weekend. Let's hope we run the ball in the first half of the game. Getting my Kool Aid ready. Yeah. That run game is is beastly when we do it, and it wears a team down. We, we'll talk about that when we get in there. All right. Uh, the other, need a bigger boat. GM GOAT. I need to talk about this because muchos properos. My Espanol isn't so great either. Uh, to General Motors. General Motors. Flint Assembly will not have an early start for normal production on third shift this Sunday, January 28th. Normal production will begin at 1042 p.m. for body and paint and at 11 for general assembly. Listen to this. We recognize the Detroit Lions playing in the NFC championship game as rare, unique opportunity that warrants this temporary schedule adjustment to allow employees to enjoy the game and make it to work on time. GM, you freaking go. You freaking go. Taking care of your people at a time when, like, it is historic. It is absolutely historic. It's a Ford's on the team. And GM did that. Good move on GM. Much, much just, love to GM for that. Yeah, move. that's
0: that's fantastic. Like you said, it's a Ford team. Ford and GM—they don't typically like each other. The other thing is, and this just—I just thought of this as you're seeing. they were last in the AFC or the NFC Championship game after the 1991 season, back in January of 1992. That means nobody who's working there was working there. Yeah, the last time that. Because you have, you have thirty and 32 out thirty two years ago, yeah. yeah if you, get, you get you get your years and there you go, you retire. That's that's one of the joys of, of working for. A from then, yeah. <laughs> you have, yeah, to yeah, from carry then. over not so much anymore. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> so my that's, gosh! Uh, that, that great job, man. That's 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 pretty cool. I hope that other companies take up on that too. Uh, I know there's a, uh, a here in West Michigan. We have a very large um, electric battery factory. far from where I live. And I know that they are making some concessions for some of their employees too. So that's cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I wish they would open the LCA to do the same as Ford field. It would be open. It should be open for sure.
0: Yeah, Brandon, that would be
1: ideal. Make use of it. And then you got big West. Do they reduce the beer prices at the watch party? Yeah, that'd be nice too.
0: (laughs) I, I wouldn't count on that. One thing that they are, they are, they are donating a portion and they didn't say the portion number, but I would expect it to be pretty good because the, the Fords have always done this, and, and the Lions do a very good job with it, um, with their f- philanthropic arm. Uh, a, a portion of it is going to a charity, and it slips my mind of what it is right now. Chris, if you happen to have that, say it out. but I, I don't I'll remember. I'll just say St. Jude. Always St. Uh, well, yeah, St. Jude <laughs> is always a word, worth a lot of costs. That's, you should give to that. Give as much as you can. It's always appreciated. Do it through our our link. Which uh, do we have the link up at the bottom? We yeah, do say have that. that's slash d o p. p-
1: yeah, I forgot. I can turn you up on the uh, on the internet feed, Riz. Let me do that.
0: my you don't need your glasses. Let me
1: turn out. up your quality.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: there we go. That should help you out there.
0: Yeah. Hey! Oh wow! It's like after A or B. Give me B. (laughs) (laughs) B. Forgot
1: about that. Sorry. (laughs) That's before. That's the old internet. Uh, Yeah. So really good stuff there. Love it. Uh, James Janella. And I hope I spelled that right. It's not Ganella because Ganella makes great subs down in uh, Outer Drive and Pelham. But James Janella. I think nobody is chanting Brock Purdy in Levi Stadium. If I could implore those twenty-two percent of the Lions fans that go there. 22% of the stadium, please chant pretty, but do it like (laughs) pretty pretty the old NHL goaltender chant, the little taunt that comes out. I, I would love to hear the taunty chant while we're in their stadium. That would be ideal. Just, just a thought for folks while you're there. Um, he also says the 49ers are more don't scared get of the Lions. Scared, though, don't be
0: obnoxious about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Francisco is not, they're not like the Raiders or the Eagles or the Giants, but that's not a place that you want to fool around too much if you're an opposing fan. Yeah. So Until um, you win. The 49ers, if you beat them there, they won't beat you.
1: <laughs> the 49ers are more scared of the Lions than the Lions are, San Fran. I would agree with that. And we'll talk about that. Because yeah, we'll it's they have every opportunity to play scared. Because and and and, and they may. Uh we know Shanahan's a choker. <laughs> we'll get into that. Um all right, Purdy. Let's get into uh, the next one. Let's get in. We got everyone gathered here. We're past our warm ups. Let's get into this. The Lions pillaged the Buccaneers. Arr, they sailed sail for St. Petersburg, and they sank the vessel. It was a shitty flight, flight back home. And then that evening, the Tampa Bay Buc- uh, Lightning were also humiliated. Humiliated in a right there at Little Caesars Arena. Two Tampa teams in Detroit sent home on a sinking ship. It was a beautiful day. <laughs> Sorry, it's not time to talk like a pirate day. (laughs) But Gasparilla's in town now, so there is a little bit of fun going on in Tampa. It is a good time, Uh Gasparilla.
0: (laughs) I remember going Uh, to that when uh, the Shrine Game used to be down there. I would uh, venture up for the first weekend of that. That's good times, good times. Good times in big, big... uh, big
1: jugs of wine we'll say <laughs> um okay so yeah let's uh let's get into this the bucks great game tense at times uh i have a lot of respect for baker mayfield i have a lot of respect for the coaching staff of the tampa bay buccaneers as much as we can make fun of them they walked out of that game and gave props to the detroit lions and their coaching staff fans are making excuses but fans are fans are fans that's the way it is baker the uh, the offensive line, uh, offensive, the offensive coach, the offensive uh, coordinator, they all said great things about Detroit, how Detroit was prepared, how they played the game, how they won and best of luck to them. very, very, very classy bunch. I was really surprised what we got because they were pretty, pretty confident walking into Detroit.
0: I want to ask you, um, since you do live in the Tampa area uh what was the general reaction of bucks fans like after the game were they upset were they like oh man we just got beat by a better team were they mad at Bulls? like the the end of the game thing is very weird and we can probably talk about that a little bit what what was the perception in in the uh in the tampa bay stratosphere down there
1: so let me start uh, i got another mrs dlp story with the lead into the game um <laughs> Again at Publix this is what led to the outburst at the cash register we'll call it <laughs> malice at the register uh <laughs> um she was walking through the store. One guy, he turns to her. He's she's an older guy wearing like a Bucks hat or whatever. He goes, you're in the wrong town, honey. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, oh, wow. They, a lot of people like, oh, no, go Bucks. Just talking. They were talking, right? And it's yeah. like, okay, that's good. I, you expect that. And it was all good natured. It wasn't like, you know, anything, anything bad. Um, Afterward, it was mostly just disappointment they're happy for their team they're very happy to see that hey we actually we we have our quarterback they believe that baker is the guy and he look he looked like it for him he, he very well could be a quality quarterback he earned he's the guy after brady right you've got that's so hard like being golf after stafford right to be the guy after the guy is so hard and i think fans in tampa are stand up and say baker mayfield is our guy We've got a quarterback. I feel good about that. Just sign Mike Evans. Let's get him back on the on the team and take care of all that. Right, but we're you know trending up. Right, so good. They they were happy and, and and felt good about the season. I think the Lions, although Tampa would have been a tough loss, I think Lions fans would have been like, we checked every box we we wanted this season, and anything beyond that is house money expectations. We're trending up. We felt good. I think that would have been the kind of. Where people landed from from the Lions if they would have lost that game as well. So I, I get it. I, yeah. get, I get where things are, and I get where the mindset is. They weren't really salty. Twitter, it's just a salt mine. People are there to be a holes. That's don't. Yeah. It isn't representative yeah. of reality at all.
0: <laughs> You'll notice I'm there a lot less than I used to be. There's a lot of places. Not mental well being.
1: A lot of places not to poke your nose anymore because people just whew, funny people. Funny people. Good people, good people turn bad. So uh, let's go. Um, do you think the 49ers take the ball if they get the toss of the coin? That's a good one, Brandon. We'll get to, We'll talk about that. Let me push that I, to the end. I don't
0: think they do. Yeah, I don't I, think so.
1: Um, I think the best well, move for a visiting team is not to. Because yeah. you, still, you silence the crowd, right? Because they're all ramped up for a playoff game. Shut them up. Their offense is on the field. Boom, right? That's the move, I think. Because then yeah. they got to ramp up again. So
0: yeah. I'll just say this very quickly before we get back to the Bucks About the 49ers. They are a team that they don't care what you're going to try to do. They're going to do what they want to do that. And they're very good at that. And it works for them. That yep. is that is Mike Shanahan channeling through his son, Kyle. Yep. They don't care about what you might be trying to do. They're going to focus on what they do and do it well. Yep. And that's that's a very great. That, that's a great way of that's a Nick Saban thing. Yep. Uh, I don't think there's any ties between Saban and, and, uh, and the Shanahan tree, but that's that's very indicative of the Shanahan coaching tree that the, they do that. They're not going to worry about those sorts of things. But, I mean, they're, they're not going to, like, discard it, but they're, they're they're worried about what the 49ers can do for this. Game, are. Yep. And it's interesting because if you follow their media at all, they're very much like that, too. They don't pay attention to other teams all that well. Uh, they're i did a couple of media spots this weekend they're like they're me. so this taylor decker guy is he is he good like like they just don't know like they're they're absorbed in 49ers land and it's it's weird but it works for them they wear it very well so, yep. Yep. Uh, the buccaneers not like that Bucc- what again I will give buccaneers i will give buccaneers fans and media some credit they knew their crap man they knew all all the details about detroit they had very detailed plans of how to win and lose that game
1: except the very question cool. about the weather
0: <laughs> except the question about well, the she's weather. not a, she's not a, she's know, not a bucks know. reporter she was a general news reporter thrown into a pool that she shouldn't be in <laughs>
1: so talking about the bucks i just had a, i just had to slide that in there because that could yeah. Um, yeah you look at this game it's an eight point differential the lions really had it in hand at the end let you get a little nervous because that's the Lions yeah. do, but there was really there was really it never really lost.
0: Yeah. That was um, one of those good, so they were they were tied at three at the end of the first, at ten at halftime, and at seventeen going into the, the fourth quarter. Yep. So they were three ended every quarter even, and the Lions won the fourth quarter fourteen to six. Yep. Yep. Be at your best when it matters the most.
1: That's that, and that's what they do. That's what they do. That's yeah. the Lions that's do. That's
0: exactly what they do.
1: You look at the numbers here You got Bakery Mayfield With almost one yard Less than 350 yards Jared Goff With only 287 You look at From the receiving core Mike Evans 147 yards The Lions Not a single 100 yard receiver The best they had Was Amon Ra at 77 Who was clutch Who I would say Lions fans At least watching the game Would say Amon Ra that, Was more clutch At 77 yards Than Mike Evans Was at 147
0: That third down Conversion That he bowled for Oh Yeah one of the two plays of the game in my mind, yeah. uh, for the for the Lions' offense. Yep, that was that was incredible.
1: On the ground, we crack we cracked 100 yards between Gibbs and Montgomery. Um, they didn't; they were about 70 some yards between their three. Well, between the two running backs and Baker. Um, yeah. but Baker Baker can be considered a little bit of a running back. I mean, he's 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 he adds a mobile option to the t- to the. You just don't want him to get hurt, right? But overall, by the numbers.
0: He will get hurt.
1: <laughs> By the numbers, other than the scoreboard, the, the 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 Bucks really had control of that game. The Lions were able to pull it out. They played the clutch play and 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 delivered where they needed to. Um, absolutely fantastic game. Again, Jared Goff leading this team. Um <sighs> We'll talk about it as we talk about how the perceptions have changed over three years, but it has been an absolutely fantastic ride for him, for Lions fans. You heard coach talk about the hair stand on the back of his neck with the Jared Goff chance. Just I, I love I well, number one, I love being right. But I love how people have come around <laughs> on Jared. I saw it. I just knew. Like, every down year he had, there was a really clear explanation. Sure, he could have been bad those years. But there was something else that you could always point to and say, eh, first year in Detroit, he didn't have anyone to throw to, right? End of story. Um, and, and the last year in, in, uh, in uh, what's it called, in, in L.A., well, well, the whole oh, yeah. piping, <laughs> piping, <laughs> piping the coach's girl probably didn't help him out. And the coach hating him didn't help him out. I, I just Jared Goff is a fantastic story. And I said it in the post game show. Um, Kristen Harper posted on Instagram and it, and it hit me right in the feels, man. Because it was a picture or a video. She Jared comes up, gives her a hug and a kiss on the sideline, goes back on and says on the bottom. It was always Detroit. Like they just they figured it out. Everybody figured it out. It was like, yeah, it was. That's awesome. It was for you and it was for us. And we all figured it out together. That was that was something special. That was that was good stuff for Jared Goff. I love to see a man have a redemption arc like that. Just love it. Or a woman. But in this case, a man.
0: (laughs) He's he's playing very well. Um, I wrote it in my game takeaways on the film study. He he had two really bad plays and that was it and fortunately the 49ers couldn't capitalize on either of them and hey luck plays into that yep um look at how the 49ers are there they're in this game because green bay couldn't capitalize when brock purdy made mistakes and he made a lot of them yeah yeah couldn't do that uh, you, you do have to have a little bit of luck on that sometimes the ball does have to bounce your way and it did for for the lions in that game golf though uh, his his ability to to figure out where to go with the ball is really, really advanced. And it's something that you know obviously it's you know the mind meld of, of cobbling together the offense with Ben Johnson and in in the vein of what Jared Goff does well, they clearly did a very good job at that. But also just like he trusts that he, when he makes it when he makes a read that his receiver is going to be there, and he, he he's getting better at anticipatory throws, which is something that he hasn't always done all that well at, um, even in Detroit. Yeah, you're seeing it. the the duck that he threw that J-Mo caught. That's a throw that even three months ago, I'm not sure he makes that throw or tries that throw because Jaymo, he just wouldn't have that level of trust.
1: Jamo's Jamo Jamo. This is buddy. This is good. (laughs) I'm going to talk. I want to talk about this a little bit because we we saw it. There was a point that first catch, I believe it was that Jamo had in the game when he got the ball and they cut to Goff and you look at him and he looked down and pointed at Jamo and there was there was a connection. This was that was I, I think that's a telling moment. That's a point when I trust you. We've got this. Yeah. We're together. It was, it was a mind meld moment, yeah. right? Where they said, yeah. we got this. Absolutely. And you saw, you saw a couple more fl- throws go his way. I'm going to go back to JMO in the beginning of the year. And we talked a little bit about this. Was not loved by his coaching staff. They were nervous about what JMO was and that he was not grit, didn't love ball, wasn't in the locker room what he was supposed to be. Matt Patricia would have done something different. Coach Caldwell would have done something different. The approach this yeah. team took to bring JMO along and get him to buy in, to gen- genuinely change how he approached and thought about it and proved himself. He's got a stake in this. No one forced him to do anything. He had every opportunity to be in or out, and he was in. He owns where he's at now. I love how they brought him in and the psychology behind JMO's growth with the team this year. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe JMO, I will declare that I believe JMO is going to be one hell of a player for this team. And it's just really started to click. We're going to see the JMO wrinkle maybe this week, maybe the Super Bowl, but we're going to see it a lot next year for sure. JMO is going to be a key part of this offense and I am stoked for it. I am so glad JMO. Shout out to you. Great. Awesome work. Awesome work to find yourself and find your spot, man, and and grow and be the man uh, that does the role that you were intent You were intended to do because ninety nine percent of the people that walked in where he was at in that place wouldn't have made it wouldn't have freaking made it. And JMO did man all shouts to him. This is this is this is this is going to be. We've got a bright frickin' future ahead with him, man. I'm telling you. Yes, we do. I have
0: to give a little bit of credit to the Lions coaching staff for understanding how to handle him, too. Uh, You brought up coaches in the past that wouldn't have known how to do that. I think this Lions group does a very good job of understanding that you can't coach every player the same. Right. I think the Cleveland Browns are going to learn that very quickly since they have just hired Deuce Staley as their new running backs coach. Deuce (laughs) Has one one coaching thing? Uh, I think you see Dan. Dan knows that there's some some guys. Sometimes, sometimes you got to throw your arm around a guy. Sometimes you got to hug him pretty tight and squeeze a little bit and make sure that he's understanding the point. Sometimes you got to slap him in the face and wake their ass up. Yeah, Dan can do any of those. His staff knows how to do those things. They have a very good understanding of you, you talk about the psychology of players and the the way to nurture different players with nuance with with different approaches i think it's a spectacular way to coach a team that is for all you know we'll go back to bill walsh not to trumpet a a san francisco guy but one of the things that he was really good at aside from being a an offensive mastermind was he understood how to push different buttons for different people and was really really good at that and i think dan campbell doesn't get enough credit for how good he is at that it's not just him. He's a meathead. Scotty Montgomery, as the assistant head coach, does a lot of that, mm-hmm. and I—it's I, been shown to me how much he's done in the last couple of weeks uh, by by an outside source. Like this guy, why is he not getting head coaching offers? Is one of the things that led to that. Yeah, uh, because he's not. He has. He's not getting interviews anywhere, and he won't just because they're still playing. But my goodness, they've got a lot of really keen people who are not just, you know, your old school coach, you know, swinging the whistle around and barking orders at people like they, they there are times when they need to do that. And they understand that and they have a very good understanding of that. And that's one of the big reasons for why this team has arrived where they are now and why the arrow is still going up. They told you
1: <laughs> and I told you at the very beginning about servant that they're servant leaders. And I'm yeah. telling you developing a player and, and, and i'm i'm not gonna go really deep into the servant leaderships people people have heard me talk about it that's fine but what i think people don't understand and, and with golf we need someone behind him to push him that's not where he was at no growing no, players no, no, no. is both a talent but it's also a psychology thing sports psychology you know why there's sports psychologists at every team <laughs> you know why they have someone to talk to the players and work those things out because it's crucial they're not there they're not they're not window ornaments they're not there just to check up uh, we got a sports like box they're there because they play a key role in player development players develop many different ways and there's a lot that to to do to develop a player appropriately and what you're seeing is that blend of pushing talent pushing toughness pushing culture and pushing the right buttons on those players to be everything they can be it's and, and every every player is different. I'm interested to see what what interested to see what uh, Deuce does with Chubb and I have no idea how those two fit together—oil and water, or or the two you know peas in a pod. I'm not sure what that is because someone like Deuce, if he has the right formula for Chubb if they're the, the right kind of mix, the two peas in a pod style, Chubb it could be really friggin' dangerous. But if you get a Swift in a in a Deuce situation, ooh, that could go ugly quick. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, that, that one's going to be interesting, but good for Deuce for getting hired, uh, and uh, he, could, he can fit well. His style contrasts with Kevin Stefanski very nicely, and I think most fans in Cleveland want that. Um, I, I think Dan, Dan has done a pretty good job of assembling the firebrands and the low-key people yeah. around him. Um, so he's—it's not all just one volume. It's, it's different again, different ways to reach different people, and I think they've—they've they've done a very good job with that. And and even like the the young coaching, a guy like JT Barrett, who's going to be moving up the coaching ladder in Detroit or somewhere else very soon. He's got a definite style to him, and you see that Dan doesn't discourage that. He doesn't want people falling in. Um, a, a, I've told the story before. But when Nick Saban was coaching the Dolphins, they were at the combine and I saw them come out of, or get to the top of an escalator and walk across. And you ever see any Christmas vacation where they're in the office and, uh, the the jackass boss, played by Ryan Del murray walks and everybody's like in locked up behind yeah, him. Yeah, and he's just like, no. like that's exactly what happened in Indianapolis with Nick Saban. Like nobody steps out of line at all. They were almost like syncopated with their their marching.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You're not going to see that from this Lions team, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. No, that's the diversity. One of the reasons of why
0: Saban <clears throat> flopped miserably in the NFL was because he couldn't adapt to it.
1: The diversity of thought and diversity of approach yes. only helps you better connect with the diversity of players that you're bound to have on the team, different approaches, different, people, different styles, different backgrounds, the whole thing, the broader you are on, your the people that deal with them. And the more respectful you are, the more you treat them like men and hold them accountable, accountability hey, to treat somebody like a man. Doesn't mean you are not their organizational superior. Right? Like you have orders, they have to follow the orders, right? But it doesn't mean you have to treat them like shit. You don't have to treat somebody like you have power over them. When you lord power over people, you lost them immediately. You've already lost them, you already failed. Um, that co- collaborative, cooperative kind of drive. To get the most out of people, that's what that's what you see here. That's it's 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 both psychological. It's it's the hitting in practice where we coach was talking about. I'm not doing it to hurt you, but you need to do this so you're ready for it in the season, right? Like he, it's tough love where it's needed. It's love love where it's needed, right? It's just fuck you where it's needed. It's just straight up what's needed and when. Dan Campbell wears his emotions on his sleeve. But he's authentic. He who he's who he is. Everybody knows he's who he is. And, you know, he's not bullshitting you when he's tough with you. You know, he's not bullshitting you when he gives you a hug and gives you that love. You know what you do. You deserve. You know what you earned in the coach's mind. And if you respect that coach, what you've earned and what you deserve matters to you. And uh, there's something that when you have a great leader that you work for, you'll do anything for him. You'll do anything to look to 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 deliver for you and for them, because it's important to you. When you have somebody who sucks, you're just going to get over the line and get the hell out of there so you can go home and pop up the PlayStation or whatever else. Right. And that's that's the world you live in. It's no different in that respect for players to put in the work you want to. You want to. And you want players to want to. It's this coaching staff, this front office they've assembled is fantastic. We'll talk about what change might mean as we go forward. But the bottom line is this culture and this group beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This culture and this group can do the same in San Francisco, despite what your PFF charts say about ratings and, and charting, you know, the quality of the players. We'll talk about that as we get to it. But anything else on the Bucks that you'd like to talk about? Mr. Rizdon. Uh,
0: I am going to give somebody that we bag on a lot some flowers. Will Harris made a spectacular play on a return. It, he was the He's the outside wing containment, and everybody else got beat, and he did not. And he made a tackle, and it would have been a big gain had he not. It would have been very easy for him to get sucked in because that's what they were trying to do. Yep. Great play, good job, Will Harris. Yeah, still Harris. still contributing even though you don't play on defense anymore. Yeah. That's a guy that it would have been really easy for him to check out because he's he's falling down the depth chart progressively. Yep, he's still there doing it. That and, speaks to his character. It also speaks to the Lions for like getting him to buy in because that's that's not easy. A lot of guys would have been like, "Get get me out of here, man. Let me let me go. Let me go play in Cincinnati or Tennessee or yeah. somewhere." Yep. And he didn't want that
1: and cool. credit to dave phipp whose favorite button was We've
0: had enough of that shit
1: when he <laughs> around before at senior bowl dave phipps done a great job yeah. with our special teams crew yes, he, yes. He's, he's a fan they, they,
0: they faltered push. in the middle of the year a little bit yep. they have bounced back with flourish
1: yeah yes yep um, a lot of stuff going on in the chat again sorry we can't get the chat live on the screen it's a it's a bug um we're working what we can um yep Combat sack, what did I note my appreciation for Mike Tarico on the call? He did a great job at the end, just letting the crowd noise come through. Must be hard to keep Collinsworth quiet for a few seconds. Yeah, maybe he was choking him out. We just couldn't because we don't get to see him in the booth. But they even Collinsworth wasn't his normal full on cringe. He wasn't great, but he wasn't his full on cringe self the 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 Ford Field crowd deserves a shout out again broke another noise record the DBs were out there big time for the with the blue bees like
0: 134 or something
1: yeah. yeah but the crowd was there and in it and showed up and the lions fans not just at Ford Field but all season have shown up everywhere man absolutely everywhere it's such a what an They're amazing cool. group of folks man like this is all the stuff you hoped for. Like you dream when the Lions win, man. Oh, it's going to be like that. But other teams say that too. And then they just are no shows at different stuff. Like there was, who <laughs> was it? It was in the Slack. He said, My unofficial guess of how many Bucks fans are here is zero. <laughs> it was just the way it was, right? They just don't travel. And you would think, I know everyone goes to Florida or whatever, especially in the winter, but you would think there's Bucks fans that came up and made the track and did the whole thing to support their team. Zero or close to, right? I mean, un, un, an unmentionable amount of, of Bucks fans. I watched that place when Man got a suite and treated a bunch of us to it because he's such a freaking awesome dude for the, uh, the Dallas game. I watched Dallas take over Ford Field, right? We've seen this. You dream that your fans are going to do it, and we've done it all year. We've been a team that has absolutely lived up. Like, all the dreams of Lions fans about your team, have come true this year so far, and it's fantastic. The teams play, the fans, just a, the the storylines. Everything for the Lions has just come up in Millhouse <laughs> all year, and I'm. It's just it's fantastic, man. So big shout out to the fans who've done it. You folks, everyone, we've all been dying and waiting for this, and it's here. You didn't stumble, and you didn't just sit down and watch. You're taking part, and you're enjoying it. So, big shout out to the to the Lions fans, the Lions faithful, the folks going out to San Fran for that game. All of you folks who can do it and swing it, good on you, man! Absolutely good on you. Appreciate you because, and I know the team appreciates you. I know those players appreciate you. I, I mean, the, the the conversations I've had with the folks I know they're they're stunned every game still. When the, when, when the fans show up and how, and how much it means. It's a big deal. So good, good on you folks. Good. Awesome. Um, undefeated in the playoffs in Ford Fields. In Ford Field. Um, undefeated in California this year. Last yeah, road true. playoff game the Lions won was in San Francisco in 1957.
0: We knocked off. Why a tittle?
1: about that last road playoff game was 1957 bro we got this all right let's get into it we'll talk about that in a second we already kind of leaned into this a little bit riz this topic long
0: ass time ago yeah
1: how great is it to be a winner i think we talked about that a little bit already but
0: just think i I think i think we're pretty good there (laughs) We're, we're feeling pretty good we're feeling confident because like you said like there's a reason why the 49 Nineers are favored to win this game. They're a really, really good team. We can yeah. win. Yeah. I don't know if we will, but we can. We're there for a reason. That's for sure. We earned it. That's right. We're good too. <laughs> I think. I think people are really starting to like. It's interesting because it feels like a lot of the rest of the country was ahead of some of the Lions fans in embracing how good this team was. And, and whether it's we're, we're lionized, to use that term, or battle-scarred, or just nervous that something's going to upset the apple cart and it's all going to fly away, I think we're all over that now collectively. I'll use the Osotros form there. We as Alliance Nation have moved beyond that, and that's a good thing to be um, yeah. because uh, we, we, are, we are a very good football team. We are one of the four teams still playing, and we deserve to be there because we play it. good football. We earned it. We got it. a lot of really good players. We got what, five players mm-hmm. who were All Pro. Uh, uh, four players made the All NFC team from the I'm happy to say I voted for all of them. <laughs> so I also voted for Frank, even though he didn't make it. Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. Talk about grit, man. Frank. We didn't even touch on Frank. My Ragnow.
0: God.
1: That guy, good man. Lord. beast. He is a freaking beast. If you see Frank Rag now around town. Give him a hug from me and nine million other Lions fans. That man, what
0: a appreciate. gentle one because yes, he's yes, he's in yes, a lot of pain. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes.
1: Give him a ton of love; he deserves it. We got yeah, a thing we're gonna we, we've got a shirt signed by the entire offensive line. It's the Hank's Tank shirt. We're gonna auction it for St. Jude. We're still gonna do that. Get ready. Uh, coming up here very very shortly. Uh, not today. But on the site, we'll put it up. We'll probably we'll, we'll give some time. We'll, uh, but it's an if this is a banner year for the Detroit Lions, and that offensive line. What a what a piece of memorabilia right now to get that Hank's tank shirt signed by the five starters at the beginning of the year. Really, really good stuff. Top shelf and all the money from that will go to the. St. Jude. Uh, if you wanted to give a little bit to St. Jude 9, you can go to stjude.org slash DLP. It's right at their own website, stjude.org slash DLP. Yeah. I can read it. Senior Bowl. Riz is going to be listening to Steve Miller Band on, on live on stream because you got us to the $20,000 mark. Be ready for that. Make sure you tune in because it is going to be a great time. All right. <clears throat> Let's get into this next one. This is a really interesting topic, Riz. Perceptions of the team and the coaches and how they've changed after three years and look this isn't me I I, I do it on the show a little bit because it's sports talk and that kind of thing I'm not this this big arrogant ass who loves to see I told you so or whatever but I freaking told you so okay folks I told you so (laughs) I'm going to ask the question one last time is Jared Goff now with two playoff wins a better quarterback for the Detroit Lions than Matt effort ever was because Well, I think maybe, (laughs) I think maybe he just might be. I don't care about the stats. I don't care about the people surrounding him. He did it. He got us there in the store. Okay, so there's that. There's the servant leadership. But when we started, the world was laughing at kneecap biting from the opening presser from Dan Campbell. Now, Pat McAfee, I'll give him some credit because he embraced it. He laughed with everybody, but he was like, I kind of like this. This guy's hungry. He saw he just didn't make the knock. And then you still see it. You know, every time the question comes, you know, from the opening press conference, when you talked about biting kneecaps, they always say that. And then they come out with a question, right? It's uh, they hang that on him like it's something to be ashamed of. And it's not an
0: easy way to tell if they're a Lions reporter or an outside reporter. If you hear that, anything mention of kneecaps prefacing, they're not one of us.
1: (laughs) No, no, not at all. But you look at that and you look at how raw Dan Campbell was there. From the meet for in front of the media, right? His the little bit of savvy that he has versus now he's the same guy. The same guy, but the savvy, the way he handles it. Yeah, he's- like talking in the last one, you were probably one of them, weren't you?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's uh, fantastic, man. The thing that really drove it home for me was Uh, Sunday, when they beat the Bucks, was the three year anniversary of that speech. Yep. Yep. And it was very easy to demarcate how far he's come. And that was and the perception of him has come. Because for even going into this year, there was still some of the, you know, the chuckleheads out there, you know, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's gonna bite our kneecaps, he's gonna drag us out into the ocean and try to drown us. Like that I think has really gone by the wayside now that. The Lions have gotten some national media attention. They got some national games, you know, primetime broadcasts this year that that made the people who espouse those things look a little bit deeper at the team and what's going on in Detroit. Yep, And it's really cool to see that the perception of Dan Campbell has gone from being, you know, I don't, I don't think this is going to work to, wow, he probably deserves my vote for coach of the year. Uh, that, and Damico Ryan. D'Amico may Ryan. Ryan What he did is is incredible.
1: Tough vote. I want Dan Campbell. I'm a Dan Campbell fan. And I want and I got money on Dan Campbell winning Coach of the Year. Just straight up. But man, D'Amico Ryan, what he did with that team, because that team was a dumpster fire. (laughs) That was like you were an idiot if you took that job. You were a dope. You were you were the laughing stock, more than saying anything about kneecaps, you were a laughing stock of the league if you went into that. Dumpster your fire in a dumpster situation. Right. Yeah. And to their, their, their ownership
0: situation game. is not good. Their GM status was unstable to be kind going into this year. They had a projected season win total over under of the worst in the league 4.5. Yeah, they want a playoff game at home. Uh So that's great. The Lions. No, that's nothing against Dan Campbell because Dan Campbell. He had time to build on it. And then one of the answers that came out. Um from Jared Goff today in his presser, talked about the Green Bay game last year and how important it was for the guys to see that Dan, even though they knew they didn't have anything to play for, he was focused, and we're winning this game. This is a statement for us. This is a springboard, and I think, you know, that coming roughly one year earlier, I think that's another point of demarcation where he won anybody who doubted him in Detroit in the organization, he won them over with that and built very successfully off of that. You know, it's easy its easy to, to do, you know, take a bad team and make them good. To get them to stay there and keep going up is a different story. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing from Dan Campbell is, and, and the national perception is this too now, is that he's building something really special. It wasn't just, you know, oh, he okay, he got over once. Um, And then now it's going to go away. People are going to figure it out. It's a gimmick and it'll go away. Um, Rex Ryan was kind of like that as an example. I don't think you're going to see anything said about Dan Campbell that way. No, I really don't. And that's progress. That's great. Yeah, he deserves it.
1: Let me hit a couple of the 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 chat pieces here, because again, I apologize. We can't get them up there on the screen this time. We had uh, some uh, some technical stuff going on. They'll be there uh senior bowl well no we got a yeah senior bowl we're doing the post game show from senior bowl so uh all week we'll have we'll have those somewhere location Um,
0: tbd jeff austin and i will be i'll be here writing but i will be oh i'll have my head up jeff
1: austin i was so against golf coming to detroit he's been a revelation guy's a damn good quarterback and according to his teammates a better man yeah yeah he's his toughness man i mean his 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 mental makeup is is something. Uh, Don H. Campbell should have been the coach of the year last year over Dayball. This year proves Agreed.
0: that. 100%. And I did vote for him last year. <laughs> I did vote for Dan last year.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, Easy does it. Cleet Blakeman kept us out of the playoffs with that Rams versus Seahawks game last year with that roughing the punter call. Yeah, well, Cleet Blakeman's a piece of sh- human trash. <laughs> and he's just the guy we got. So let's just see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think there's there's people that think that this is a
0: conspiracy.
1: I think it's going to be really clean. There'll probably be some missed calls because it's a human part of the sport and that's the way it is. But I have a sense that the NFL is really going to want this to be officiated cleanly because they can't afford to have the Detroit Lions lose on bad officiating right now and then go point to all the, the, the Dallas game and all the other stuff that's happened. They just can't
0: afford that. And believe it or not, the Blakeman crew is one of the highest graded, and like there's this conspiracy that oh, they're playing like there just aren't that many crews that are available. The way that they do playoff rotations, you can't work back to back weekends that's that's in the that's in the referee or the officiating unions contract that you cannot work back to back playoff weekends. So the pool that you have to choose from is limited. Brad Allen's crew didn't make it. There was another crew that didn't make it at all. So there, there just aren't that many crews that can be available to do this, yeah. um, and that's that's one of the reasons why he's doing this game. Yeah, oh, yeah. He did great. I want to say, I want to say, they were, they were the fourth or fifth highest rated crew, believe it or not. Um, and, and that that's more about the state of officiating in the NFL than it is Cleve Blakeman being positive.
1: And I'd rather team team have team him than team. Brad Allen at this point.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Fine. Uh, by the way, go back to the Tampa game. Fairly well-officiated game. Consistent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they weren't perfect. They, they didn't get in the way of the play. And that's what you want at this level. I, I love that game. There's job. things
1: that they got wrong. That's fine. Right. But it was, it was yeah. consistent. And that's really like when I see these, these janky uh, other than, like the Dallas game was stupid, but it was so many janky games are calls that they make that they haven't made all game. And they suddenly switched what they're doing. Right? right. If I'm a Kansas city chiefs fan and I look at the call at the end of the game that got the lions, the win I'm pretty angry. Cause yeah, we've been doing that all game. Why are you wait until now to call it? Right. I, I get it. Yeah. Just be consistent. If you're consistently yep. wrong, the players know how to play. But if you're not consistent, exactly. they don't know the boundaries. And now you've, you've put a thumb on the scale in that game. You've affected the game. And that's not what the officials are supposed yep. to do.
0: Let's hope that doesn't happen this weekend.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's get to the next one here. What we know about coaching turnover. There's a lot of talk right now. AG, Atlanta, in town, to to interview uh, ben Johnson and AG again. Second interviews for both sending a contingent in. It's the last chance for interviews until after the games on Sunday. Um, That's correct. There's a lot of sniffing around, a lot of uh, talk about, you know, Ben and and AG going. I will tell you, okay, talking to a lot of people. I don't have any direct answers. I had last year. You know, I was very confident. That Ben Johnson wasn't going anywhere. I was the only person telling you with any confidence that he was not going anywhere. Straight up. I also told you last year, and I've seen people watch it come through that one of the coaches is going to go. And in the slack, you know who the coach was. And now I've seen it reported that Fraley goes with Ben and becomes his offensive coordinator. Um, I can say that that's super likely that if Ben were to go, that Hank would go with him too. And it would be a massive loss. For this team to lose the both of them. Now. Ben. I don't have a definitive answer. But I'm. At about 70%. That he's not going to be here next year. And I hate to say that. and It it, it burns me and and makes me ache.
0: In my heart. Because
1: they're so. It's such a big hole. In this team. And those guys. Are both so much. Detroit guys I they're gonna go and make a bunch of money so that's great I don't think they're gonna land somewhere where they or their their families are as happy as Detroit nor where they can have the success that being said if you don't try you'll never know and there's that big chunk of money is one hell of a cushion if things go wrong. <laughs> uh, so I hate to be the bearer of bad news. Like I said, I don't have any direct information, but I'm about seventy percent right now on what I'm hearing that our our, our boys are going to be gone.
0: I, I would uh, Ben Johnson specifically. I would go even higher than that based on and and it sure seems like it's Washington, uh, not not to dismiss Atlanta. I will dismiss Carolina. He ain't going there. No, no. Uh, Washington, with their new ownership, with the 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 way that they can structure things for him, and uh, I wouldn't surprise me if Hank was the only coach to go. I think another couple of coaches might tag along.
1: Yeah,
0: one of them might. One of them might be his defensive coordinator in waiting. So one of the things that happens if you don't know this. Uh, when you interview for a head coaching position, one of the questions that I ask you is, who do you have in mind to be your OC? What kind of scheme do you want to run your defense? How does it mesh with our personnel now? What change? Uh, well, we have to get rid of everybody that we have now, um, like the Lions or the guys that, that we know are going. In? The guys we know right. are going. Well, how are you going to fill those holes, right? right? <laughs> exactly. Um, are you going to hire anybody that's on the current staff? You know, anything like that. that th- those are questions that get asked of them. And it's been, if you want to watch a, a podcast that does good things on it, uh, John Keim, who's been a veteran reporter for Washington and, and the D.C. football area for a long time, he and um, uh, uh, Bram Weinstein, uh, who's another good guy, who uh, knows his stuff in Washington, D.C. They, they recorded one a couple of days ago, and they all but said that Ben Johnson's coming there. Um, they, that's what they expect and i trust both of those guys they're they're not anti-detroit they're not trying to rabble things up they're trying to work on their football team and they are very strongly of the belief that ben johnson is going there i tend to believe that too so oh and it.
1: all signs point to that organization being a lot stronger a lot better yes uh, a place to work yes. than it was with the dan Snyder world so come back for that bounce yes. back we'll see what happens now i'll say one of the things that really makes us hurt is you know if we lose Ben right and I don't want to say losing him is no problem because that's that's not what I'm saying here at all so please don't think that right but if you think about the, how the you know when when Anthony Lynn left and Ben came in Dan Campbell was calling the place for a long time and that's when we got the the Minnesota win and, and throughout he called a lot of the place. and the off season Ben and Dan and Hank And Jared Goff all worked on that playbook together to make it the right kind of playbook for Jared, help him get ownership, that kind of thing. On a week to week basis, as they plan for these games, you have Hank doing the run game plan and Ben doing the passing game plan. And Hank can neither rejected <laughs> said do it again or bringing back another one and bringing back another one or accepting it and been blending them together for the week. So while Coach Campbell has a big brain on this, and as we all know, he's a lot smarter than most people give him credit for. Um, there's just the Texas saying dumb like a fox. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's he's really crafty, sly fella. Um to lose the two the guys that were doing passing and run game planning and spending the time and sleeping in the building and all the effort that went into that that's a that's a that's a one two punch for the Lions. This is this is you know maybe we could keep Frank by giving him the OC job. I'm down. If he's gonna be an OC somewhere else, uh, let's keep half the game, let's keep half the band together. Let's let's work on it. Maybe Campbell takes on play calling duties at first, right? And and edges him into it or whatever. Do it. <laughs> Do that because Hank is a very, very special coach. We've saw we saw it when we when we first saw him, when he first came to the team, was it 2019? We saw him, and it was mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. apparent at what a spectacular and special mind and coach he was. Something like that, but I don't know if they are going to be able to keep them and outbid and all and all the things that got to go
0: like that. It'll be but, it'll be interesting. We, we'll deal with that once the season's over. Because yeah. and, and but there's a lot of people who are like oh why are you interviewing like you can't fault these guys for interviewing like and this is a time that they have to do it. Mm-hmm. Strike while the iron's hot. That's 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 what yeah. you do. That's how you get ahead in life. Um, I I don't think that the game planning for the Buccaneers was negatively impacted by AG or Ben Johnson um, doing with it. In fact, I would say AG might have called his best game of the year against Tampa Bay. I thought he did a great job of taking away what they wanted to do and mitigating the quite obvious problem that their outside corners can't cover me. (laughs) And And they're still winning football games doing that. That's that's coaching. If you, see, if you, Coltrane, if you think
1: about how this team has been planning, right? They went all offense first, right? If you think about how yeah. they've improved the team, they've improved offense first. And, and, and think about this a little bit, what, like what you said with Ag. Ag's been working with less talent on the defense than we have on the offense, and he's been doing pretty darn good. You know, it's not been perfect, but again. He's had a little bit of a dearth of talent. He hasn't had real cornerbacks to really shore up this defense. He's been getting these guys to play out of their shoes and do what they do, and especially in the red zone, the stops that they get, right? If you think about it, A.G. and Coach Campbell go back. Maybe A.G. stays. This is pure speculation, by the way. Maybe A.G. stays in Detroit, He's now getting his talent this year and they're betting on the quality of the talent they have on the offense to help whoever they bring in on the as the offensive coordinator to replace Ben if Ben is gone and uh, help make up for the, the maybe some of the. Growing pains of having a new coordinator there And some of the build out That's very possible Because if I'm sitting there and I have to plan And they have been planning Because they've said from the beginning They're going to grow their guys They're going to promote them They're going to lose them to other teams They're going to bring guys up And that's what we do with our people That's part of You know their goal is promoting And helping grow people's talents And and, and show off their talents And be all that they can be They've been thinking about this They've been absolutely planning for this So there's something there And uh, even if they did lose AG I mean you do have John Fox in the building. Could you convince him to be a defensive coordinator? I wouldn't mind John Fox being a defensive coordinator. He's got a really strong mind. Fangio's available. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> there's option, there's options out there, but
0: Matt Patricia's available. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say it.
1: Yeah, maybe he maybe can go to Miami.
0: Uh, <laughs> Greg Williams is available.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Days. We'll see, and we'll talk about that as we get he's there. A but with yeah. Um, uh,
0: so just, just real quick on AG, the Tennessee job was the one that most people had zeroed in on him being. He obviously didn't get that. Yep. Uh, they hired Brian Callahan instead. Um, interesting hire, not a bad hire, interesting one. Yeah. I don't think if he doesn't get the Atlanta job, he's back uh, because it sounds like. The Chargers have made a decision on Harbaugh. Whether Harbaugh agrees to that decision or not, we'll see. There's a lot going on behind the scenes on that. I don't know what's going on in the scenes behind that, but I will tell you the Chargers media absolutely thinks he's taking the job. Yeah, does I he? I don't know. Uh, and I don't think Ag is a serious contender for Seattle. And what's the New England? New England's filled. I, Ag I don't may think he's good anywhere else.
1: Ag may give you a line to hold on to. Cjgj as well as Lauren McQuigg says in the uh, in the chat because yeah. they, they are close. If guys. If they want know. to,
0: uh, he hasn't. It's there's bad. a reason why he there's a reason why he bounces from team to team, mm-hmm. and it's him. It's not them. It's him, and he likes it that way. By the way, I, yeah. that's not a criticism of him. That's 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 what he wants to be. Uh, yeah he, he is that guy well and i think he told embraced us it. before he talked to us the first time this summer he's like i'm gonna be an ass y'all like y'all are gonna like me sometimes i'm gonna, I'm gonna get on you like he, i swear to god he trash talked his mom on the way out of the uterus that's that's just who he <laughs> is proudly
1: i'm not gonna talk about his mom i'm not gonna simulate trash talking because i'm not gonna say anything bad about his mom but i no, will say i think that, our that, team that, that, has who embraced he is embraced it Yes, our staff has embraced but there
0: is it. a short shelf life for that, and he knows that as well as the. I recognize what that, do.
1: but I think our staff has yeah. embraced it a lot more and a lot better than Philadelphia did before. So there oh, may definitely. there 100%. may be an audience for that to continue here, especially with AG, a trusted partner of of Coach Campbell. So we'll see how that plays out. Yes. I got to hit some super chats because we've that. been had some very very kind folks out there hitting us up. Paul Meyer, oh, good. For Mr. John, my neighbor and standing grandpa when I was young in Battle Creek, who was in the auto industry in Michigan and loved the Lions rip and grit. Sorry to hear about the loss there, uh, Paul. Thanks for Thanks for that. And thanks also, yeah. Paul, for upping your. Uh Patreon. I saw that just pop through while we were sitting here. We really appreciate that. You know, it's a generous thing. You folks, if you haven't heard Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, you get access to our Slack chat if you do donate five dollars a month. Uh one of the most intelligent lions chat, the most intelligent lions chat on the internet. Super focused, super awesome. During the in-game uh threads are like nothing you've ever seen in online chat. It's a great, great group of people, great place to be. Again, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Get in there and uh you five dollars a month can see the chat. Adam Schreiner. The real question Don't is, worry. do I bust out the Anzalone journey Z at the game on Sunday? We're two and zero in games where I've worn it. The answer is, of course, yes. <laughs> of course, you wear that damn thing. Put that on and go. Um, Schefter just reported Harbaugh to the Chargers. It's official. All right, there you go. Thank there you, Ash. Going. Rolling it in the oh. chat.
0: Sorry, oh. I'm going to turn my space heater off. I'm getting hot in here. Mm, I'm not man. taking off all my clothes.
1: Except your pants, sorry, that was bad, except
0: your pants, elbow Nellie
1: Nelly Nellie was last year's senior bowl. this year we have some uh, tone Loke or somebody who <laughs> all right let's uh, no, <laughs> well, it no, like, like, um it's it's not a bad one actually oh, this year I, I I thought of maybe even showing yeah
0: back. i don't uh, I don't know, but yeah, we will be there by the way, um, we will be finding a place to watch the game and mobile and if you happen to be down there we will post it on social media where we're going to be at if you want to come watch with us and yeah. also attend the post game show afterwards which so, uh,
1: huge day I, i'm <laughs> i've been contacted i'm going to be on the bbc world service show sports world and for those that don't know it's got 188 million listeners me Pretty sweet. I've never had an audience that big. That's right. I mean, I had other things. I've never had an audience that big. It's going to be great. I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. <laughs> Body count. Uh, I can't wait to get on there. That's that's super cool. What a, what an achievement. That's it cool. really is. I'm, I, it's something that I I feel I really want to celebrate because it it's 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 a it's an awesome thing. So we'll be doing that before the game, one thirty five on Sunday. Uh, then we'll do the game, and then we'll have a post game show from probably my hotel room. Uh, in mobile, we'll figure it out. We got to so figure we, out where yeah. we're watching the game and then we got to bounce back and do it. Uh, and then we'll get into senior bowl week and, uh, it's what a week it is. Cause look, if we win, we've got two weeks to the super bowl. It's the perfect time to focus and spend a week focusing on it the is. draft. And, uh, if we lose, you want to focus on the draft anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Those two weeks are excruciating oh, by God. the way. Yeah. 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 Um, that's, yeah, <laughs> that's a long time. So we, we will be live at you. Um, I have the rosters printed out. I've, I have now seen, as of this morning, I have seen every player on this, except one, play at least one game. Yeah. So I'm somewhat <laughs> prepared. Uh, this has really interfered with my preparation, but I'm happy to do it because we're still playing football, and we got a chance to still be playing football after this Sunday. Yeah, And that will be <laughs> Buddy. The, about the only negative from it. Riz, is that none of the Lions coaching staffs going to be down there? Riz, uh, the scouting staff will be there. Ray Agnew will be there. I don't know if Brad's going to be there. Riz. Ray Agnew. Pretty much we get to sleep year. in on
1: Monday if they win. We've got Mobile open to us to party our freaking asses off and celebrate a, a ride to the Super Bowl, bro. That'll like, be nice. That'll be about the sleep only in. sleep I get
0: that week because uh, <laughs> uh, between doing podcasts stuff, interviewing players, and oh running Draft God. Wire. Uh, it's going to be a very very hectic week for me. Um, these these dark bags under here will be inflated. Like Publix bags coming out. Live
1: I mean. you Publix nice. Live player interviews guaranteed. Every day, Tuesday through Thursday, twice on Wednesday, uh, get there and check it out. We're going hard for the, the Michigan players for you folks, but there's a lot of other really, really talented cats. We're going to get in. Um, we're pushing for that. So make sure you check it. Um, Sandra still will be there like we're, we're working on that. A uh, lot of great interviews coming. That you guys will want to see. So our, our coverage during Senior Bowl week will be yes. fantastical. And I might and have Chris, a little we'll remember surprise. remember to hit the
0: record button this time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I have a <laughs> surprise for the right Michigan interview that you folks are going to friggin love. So keep your eyes open. Ooh, it it's going to be awesome. All right. Let's get into it really quick. We got two more topics. And we we need promise to we will not ask
0: them about Jim Harbaugh.
1: No, (laughs) but Harbaugh to the Chargers just tells you that young Mr. Ben Johnson is not going to the Chargers. That's check one off the off the list so we can go or it tells you that some of the other rumors may be true. They know it, too. All right. Let's uh, take a midweek look at injuries. Uh, as we prep, Mr. L- Risden, let him load his lips like he likes to do. I gotta say thanks to Pat D for the super chat. Thank you, sir. So much, guys. It's January 24th. The Lions are playing football. Thanks for giving us hope during the Patricia years. No, Pat. Thanks for hanging with us, man. You guys are as much a part of carrying us all. We could have done it without you guys. Trust me. Trust me.
0: Yep. All right, I have the practice injury report in front of me. Bring it. Thank you, Ben. Ben. It was an estimated one because they walked through today as they need to with the injuries that they have. Four players out, Jonah Jackson, Sam Laporta, Frank Ragnow, and Khalif Raymond. (gasps) Khalif and Jonah are not going to play Sunday. We can say that already with definitive. like Mm -hmm. They they will not be playing against San Francisco. Laporta not practicing. That's a little bit concerning with he's going off the knee injury. I think he'll be fine. Uh by the way, Dr. Liao will go much more into detail on these things. Frank Ragnow is listed with ankle, toe, knee, and back designations uh, and not the rest oh, designation. Toes. So that's that's not great.
1: Sing it with me. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> My Again, he's going to play. Guy. He's the his yeah. toughest SOB, I know. Yeah. But uh he's hurting. Can we? Um, so Al- Alex Anzalone, yeah. Josh Reynolds were both limited. Um Anzalone with shoulder and ribs. They are on the same side of his body, too. That's sort of one of the reasons why he had some trouble tackling in this game. You might have noticed that. I did. And then James Houston, everybody's favorite player uh ankle injury full practice which means that if he doesn't play he's again a healthy scratch yeah. and that wouldn't surprise me if that happens and he'll be a surprise
1: active and be,
0: being healthy and being football ready are not the same
1: that's what we talked yeah, about the the rehab, trying to make that
0: as clear as possible
1: the rehab on that is you know you're great you can be healthy the bone can be great you can walk around you can jog you can run you can do all that but the bend required especially for his play style is is beyond just being healthy
0: so um yes. and dr Lau, if you're watching and i know you do um explain to people like the mechanism of the injury of the high ankle sprain and fracture that goes with it because he had both and there that makes it like that's not good. No. It's it's on, really man. not good. Um, not good, and that's one of those where you're never going to recover. Like he's going to have like if you can see my my ring finger here, um, I broke that once upon a time, and it will never be the same. I do not have any flexibility here from that. Like that actually still hurts. And I broke that thirty three years ago. Um, there there are things that you just lose when you get injured like that, and. Unfortunately, James Houston is dealing with that right now. Maybe he'll get it back in the offseason when he's had more time to rehab and everything, but I I trust the coaches. I trust in Brad. I trust in Dan. I don't think they're keeping him out as punishment or that they're stupid. I think they think that – They want to win. As I said on the huge (laughs) show this week, if they think that James Houston can help them better than Romeo Okwara can, he will be out there 100%. Um, so this is some great oh, conspiracy that they're keeping Lawrence Taylor 2.0 off the damn field. There's a request, that,
1: There's a request yeah. from Jameson Hennessy in the chat for you to say that uh, please tell us that James Houston will never play in the NFL again.
0: <laughs> he might not this year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to I talk about one specific piece of that before uh, we hit the last topic, and that is yeah. um, Jonah Jackson. He's had yeah. a contract on the table since Preseason hasn't signed it once more. Hasn't had a great season. Kind of boxed himself in, I think, on where he's at. Do you? My thoughts are: we've probably seen the last of Jonah, unless we're in the Super Bowl. But we've probably seen the last of Jonah in a Detroit Lions uniform. What's your thoughts?
0: I agree with that. They they can't pay everybody. They have to figure out budget. That I think they would pay Graham Glasgow before they pay Jonah Jackson for the simple reason that Graham Glasgow was Frank Reich now's backup. Yeah, he has and the ability of a avail. He Has the
1: ability yeah. of a veil.
0: <laughs> and that 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 matters. He's already gone through his bad injury, and it took him a year and a half, but he finally came back. Yep. Hopefully that does. Here's one for you, Doctor Liao. Look at look at Graham Glasgow's injury and compare it to James Houston and see. Because I think it's somewhat the same injury. And Graham Glasgow was not good for Denver for a good season and a half afterwards. That's something to throw out there. Yep. By the way, check out Dr. Leal. He's so good. He, his
1: so He good. Every, good. every week is time. like exponentially improving. It's incredible. His stuff is awesome. His it, And particularly on YouTube. like It's great to listen to. But the, yeah. the, the video support that he's put with it is yeah. absolutely fantastic. Really, really good stuff. It's really good. Uh, okay, so we got that. Let's get to the last topic. I know we're pushing up against it yeah. here, Riz. Don't look ahead yep. to the San Francisco 949ers and the NFC Championship game. Um, Debo, just a quick injury thing on him. Um, we'll know more. Nothing he didn't practice today. We'll know more soon. Um, Okay, let's uh, let's bang this out with the (laughs) with uh, San Francisco 49ers. Just straight up. I'm going to go straight off the paper. If you just look at their lineup on PFF, you're like the Lions are going (laughs) to (laughs) lose. They have a fantastic team. Again, PFF has them ranked number one in offense, number one on defense, number one overall. I think they're like 24th on uh, special teams, but their players are
0: fantastical. They all look really good. They're very well coached. Except by he chokes. The choker coach.
1: Shanahan, choker coach. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're hoping
0: for. <laughs> all right. It, I, I'll, I'll, because we have to get out of this pretty quick. Yep. I'll give you one reason why I have hope that they can win this game. And this is from um, Inside Edge, which is part of some company that sends me stuff all the time, and it's really cool. Um, I'll just read this from straight from their, their mailer. Uh, Brock Purdy has a just a 75.5 passer rating in late and close games since the 2022 season, 10th worst of qualified quarterbacks. The Lions have a lot of passer rating of just 47.8 in close and late situations since the 2022 season. Best in the NFL. Means the Lions' defense turns it up when they have to, and Purdy goes in the opposite direction. If it's a close game, trust in Lions' defense and trust in Golf, and they can get it done. The worry is is that it's not close, and that the Forty ers get out with their very skilled people to a thirteen to nothing or seventeen to three lead, and we got to play catch up and abandon the run. Lions are not winning that game; they're just not. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they've got to they've got to get that early, and I. Uh, Brandon talked about earlier, getting the ball first. I love getting the ball first and letting this offense go out there and dictate the tone of the game. I think that's very critical. They're, the only thing they have to worry about is that if they get a if the 49ers get a possession right before halftime and they score and then they come out and the Lions have their third quarter doldrums again, uh, then you're in trouble. But uh, the, that, that's a risk I'm willing to take.
1: The Detroit Lions, the San Francisco 49ers have everything to lose. The Lions are the underdog. Everybody sees them as the underdog. San Francisco's number one, number one, the best team. But San Francisco, from a coaching perspective, he he does choke. He chokes big games, and he he he's he has a capability here of playing a little scared because he doesn't want to be embarrassed and he doesn't want to lose. And the Detroit Lions love being the
0: underdog they don't they don't have that problem they are almost goes back to what we talked about a little bit earlier <laughs> about they are much more focused on themselves and there might be a, a situation mm-hmm. where the lions can take advantage of that
1: 100 percent. the lions were great on the road this year the lions played hard on the road i, I think what, what did they lose in the road uh baltimore and dallas dallas Um, But otherwise, they were were very, very, very good on the road. They lost in Chicago. Yeah. That one hurt. Um, This is a team that can do it. The Detroit Lions are lined up. This is almost, I'm going to say that, I hate this word, but this is almost, in a weird way, a trap game for the NFC Championship for San Francisco. Everything is set up for them to stumble. And the Detroit Lions, everything is set up for them to come in with that grit with that attitude, with the low expectations that everyone has for them and wipe Levi stadium with the blood of San Francisco. And it's one of those things where I think San Francisco's a team. If you get a shot in the nose and a black eye, they start to tremble and mess up and lose it. And that's what this, I love dictating the game early. I love the the thought of that because this is one of the, take a kneecap, punch him in the nose they're going to start to doubt themselves, and that's where the Detroit Lions can keep the foot on the gas the
0: game. and beat this if, team. If you can make it a game between Jared Goff and Brock Purdy, cool. Lions are winning that game because we got the better quarterback. <laughs> the quarterback who's going to make less mistakes, specifically.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And that's like Purdy, Purdy, people downplay. I think he's pretty good. I really do. And they have the highest average air yards. They have the highest average yards per attempt and completion in the league. We don't cover down the field that, that well. That's a very real problem for this team, and that's that's where this game. If ever there was a week for Cam Sutton to not squat on a, on a short route against Brandon Ayuk or top squat, like <laughs> now is squatting. the time to do it. Stand. I will say the safety help over the top was better, specifically from Kirby Joseph, than it had yeah. been, yeah, in the Tampa game. Very they're good. learning, they're adapting. Uh, But that this is a whole different animal. George Kittle, by the way, is the that's that's the big one, because if you focus your safety attention out there, and Jack Campbell or Alex Anzalone or Derek Barnes can't cover him, Purdy's going to go to him. Especially if Debo's out. If
1: Debo's out, we're very similar threats to each other. I, and and yes. I I like our we'll right. run like crazy and our pass game is going to beat them up. I we have a great chance offensively against this team. We match up very very well offensively against their defense. Unfortunately, their offense matches up really well against our defense. But that, as you said, plays in our favor. Make it a Jared Goff against uh against a Purdy, purdy kind of game and see what happens. With that, uh really quick peaceful well, Tim says, If Chris, if the Lions win on Sunday, I'm gonna spam the fuck out of this chat. Sorry, apologizing ahead of time. I will be a tornado. Do it. I, I bring it. Let's go. All right. Like subscribe. Please do that. We love it when you do that. It helps us out. It helps people find us, Helps support the show. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Detroit lions podcast. $5 a month gets you access to the Slack, the most intelligent lions chat on the internet during the game. In, t- in particular, but all the time, great conversation, a little bit of dust from Riz, a little bit of dust from Chris, the insider stuff. As we go on, it's a great place to hang out, especially in the off season. You get all the good stuff going on. Make sure to find us on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, and at Jeff Risden, like you see underneath his name right there. Uh, we'll get us pants free. You get all the information about the show, all the good stuff. Get that. Get us in there. And also go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast. That way. we can, What do we do, Riz? What happens when they subscribe?
0: We get to come into your ear holes automatically.
1: We've got 188 million people we're going to do that, too, this weekend. You're
0: there first. Look at I'm you. On the BBC.
1: <laughs> Look at the BBC in your ear holes. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, because we got a chance at the first road. Go playoff on. wins, It's 1957. Let's do this. We are your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs>